Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and I'm so excited about this week's show because I am once again joined by my good friend from Sweden, Christina Alexanderson. Christina, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. I, I feel like you and I, it's been like years since you and I talked. <laughs> it, ha- <laughs> it has been years, hasn't <laughs> it? It really feels like it. You and I were talking a little bit before the show. I can't even really remember when we recorded our diptych episode last i think it might have been in january because that episode came out pretty early in february and then uh just because of our schedules we've had to push and push this recording yeah Um, so it feels like it's been such a long time since i've talked to you what have you been up to lately oh (laughs) everything um and you know it's such a broad question what should i answer should i answer it as a photographer or as a person um (laughs) i'll go for the photographer (laughs) answer i'm i haven't done that much toy photography Hmm. and that's my reply always because (laughs) i only do toy photography for the podcast and talk about it in the podcast but I have prepared for an exhibition because we have this culture night at work and they asked me if I could be part of that and actually show some of my toy photography work. So I have oh, been nice. working through my old photos from my, my first series from 2012 and then I printed mm. it and now I have them at work looking at them, trying to decide how many I should put on the wall and... I'm going to do this small artist talk as well. So uh, I'm kind of excited about that. What have you been up to since we talked last? Um, I have been doing a lot of toy photography. Um, As we'll discuss later, it actually took me a long time to get this diptych taken just because it was hard for me to come up with an idea. But um, I've actually been really busy uh, this year just taking photos. And I've kind of like my work has been really crazy during the week. But I've been trying to be really good about setting aside time every weekend, which I might have talked about on the podcast before. I don't really remember, but I'm pretty much like every Saturday just not scheduling anything so I can have a day to really dive into it and spend time in my office and and stuff. So that's actually been really fun. And I've been experimenting with a bunch of different things and taking a lot of photos. So it's it's actually been a, a pretty full year of toy photography for me so far. Are you doing a special project or are you just trying different ideas randomly? It's a little bit of both. I do have a, a project I'm working on for the blog that I can't talk about yet, but um, I am working on that. And then also just following my own curiosity, wherever that goes, you know, experimenting with uh, different practical effects and uh, different setups inside, either with like a digital background or dioramas that I've built and stuff like that. So it's been a, a good mix of things, which is really fun. It kind of keeps me on my toes and it's easy for me to kind of bounce between one and the other. Yeah. It's like I'll take a snow shot one day and then like a forest shot the <laughs> second day, you know, just there's no real rhyme or reason to it, but it's it's actually been really fun that way. Only it's, as long as it works and if you really get your cre- creativity on the table and you show the love in your work it's really it's, it's no matter what you'll find that I'm always looking for the red thread in my work mm. um, and really trying to actually find it I know that um, I usually I can see it when I have a bigger body of work I can see what 
pieces actually I can put together and use in another setting. So I'm looking forward to that to see what you come up with. I used to, when I approached my photography, I, I always felt like, and I think I've written about this before, I felt like I needed to find a reason to post a particular shot. You know, it's like, well, it's snowing, so I got to take a snow shot or it's summer, so I got to take a summer shot, you know, but now I'm kind of just going with the flow and, and doing whatever sounds good or is fun and interesting to me, which I think is is more fulfilling artistically than, than what I was doing before. It must be the best. I wish I had that, that it, the period of just uh, doing, <laughs> trying, <laughs> finding, searching, or actually just creating. For me, it's more like... Um, I have to find some purpose and then I have to dig there. I have to find a mm. hole to actually fill with with an idea. So I I can work through it. I can do it in a way where I kind of find this idea or a figure or whatever and work through that and find that creativity. But usually I don't I wish I I'm envious I'm really I'm so envious of you I wish I I wish I were in your stage <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say do you ever go through those phases where you are just creative and following all those things or or do you find that in your process you do have to dig for it a little bit more I usually have to dig more for it but <laughs> I, I had that I had that era when I could do just playing around with uh, oh I really want to try this um, and then, then I tried it, and but I have to have some sort of mission or, or some sort. Of, I have to dig. I actually have to have some sort of edge, or it has to scratch somewhere to actually get me going. Hmm. That's um, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's like something we could do a whole other episode on. You know, just t- talking about that and and why we operate in in those certain ways. I think that's really fascinating, actually. Yeah, and I I, I wish we talk more about what sparks creativity what sparks the idea what gets us digging further what gives us the idea to actually this is a s- exciting idea i want to do it more and more because i usually do a lot of same setting like you you i usually I, I guess we are the same that way we have this setting we reuse it you use your studio it's the setting and you use it and you know the the lighting and the conditions and then you mm-hmm. use it for different for doing summer or winter or tree or whatever it's the same when i'm kind of outside i have well when i did the layer project i used puddles all year but I think the main red thread in that that uh, project is the water. It's a kind of watercolors. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I look back at it, I see it so clear. But I didn't do it. I couldn't see it then. I have to have time between it as well to see what I actually what's the common idea behind these images. Yeah, I love that. I find that for me when I look back at at my photos and I see waves it's it's more like which thing was I experimenting with you know it's like oh I had just discovered this great recipe for fake snow so then you'll see a bunch of different fake snow photos or oh I just got you know atmosphere aerosol or or a steamer you know and so I'm trying these steam and and fog effects and stuff so I can kind of I can kind of trace back what kind of creative bug I was I was you know had or drive that I was chasing just based on like looking at what kind of settings or or things I was experimenting with so I think it is funny when I'm doing it I don't really think about it I'm just following whatever 
instinct I have or whatever curiosity might pop into my head. And then it's only later when we look back at it that I can see, oh, like you said, the, the through line. Yeah, because I think if if we were to do a show where we looked at all the, the work you have put online, all the pictures you have on your Instagram, I'm positive there is some themes that comes back through your work oh yeah even though you do it in snow or forest or in studio or with a steam machine or you find the sunset or whatever there is some sort of theme that comes back and that is what I I'm kind of looking for that and I wish I wish it just came by itself because it used to do that it used to just mm. pop up in in my mind I, I wish I were I always jealous of those who kind of have this creativity just flowing because they have this new idea to try out I don't see myself I have done that I, I also I, I have you have to do that as well but I have kind of found my my spotting and I'm staying where I'm safe right now <laughs> hmm. hey, and sometimes that's a, a good thing to do you know sometimes you need to do that or or it's a good spot to to stay in for a little while I, I can understand that yeah but we should come back to this <laughs> yeah I we should we this should. is a whole episode topic I, I would love to to just um do a whole episode about this this would be really interesting but yeah yeah let's switch gears to the the agenda for today um we are actually talking about diptych photography again yeah. which uh, is exciting especially since we we've seen some submissions come through from listeners who interpreted the theme the first time, learned from or were inspired by our chat last time about diptychs and then took new diptych photos, which I think is great. Yeah, is there anything particular approaching the diptych theme again that you found challenging or exciting? I thought it was difficult this time as well. I really think it's difficult to do two images, even though they are connected through this theme of love that we decided we would work on I thought it was even it didn't really matter I thought it was difficult to get the idea to find an idea and Mm -hmm. to actually get it to work together in one image or in two images and giving them a third image (laughs) yeah absolutely i I found the diptych definitely more challenging this time around than the first time around but for some reason having it more open and um, that i had never done one before the first time it was easier to come up with an idea maybe but it took me just like last time i was taking my shot yesterday (laughs) um, in, in preparation for today's have you printed your your image from the last time? Last time, have you printed it? No, I I really should. I I wanted to, and I think we talked about that last time, but I, I haven't done it yet. And it's funny taking this photo um, this time. My wife looked at it and she said, "Oh, we have to print this one." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you have to print it. You ha- you actually have to do that. I printed all my for my exhibition at work. I I printed and just holding the image and feeling the image. And realizing how different it is to actually have it in a physical form. It's mm-hmm. so different from viewing it on the screen. Yeah, I'm sure, especially with a diptych like this that is meant to be presented in, in a way like that. Yeah, I, I think all photography <laughs> ought to be presented in a, mm-hmm. in, in a printed form because it, com- it becomes a totally different experience to look at the image on the wall or on the piece of paper 
or holding it, feeling it, it's so different from having on having it on a screen. I really felt such a fulfillment looking at my prints, and I love the way it came out on the paper. And I, oh, I really, I'm, mm, I am totally a sucker <laughs> for that. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, it's something I really need to do more. I've I've had some of my work printed before, mostly like to put in people's greeting cards or something like that, you know, or send as a gift. I've never really printed my photos just for myself. Um, I, I really want to do that. And that is something actually, you and I can talk about this off air, but something I want to do for a future episode is talk about printing your photos and, and how to go about doing that and, and why you should do that. So uh, again, another awesome topic that I can't wait to discuss in more detail later. <laughs> we'll take that in another episode as well then. Yeah. <laughs> you said it was more difficult to do the diptych this time, even though we, we thought it would be easier because we had the experience and we thought it would be easier at least I thought it would be easier when I had this theme to work on. Mm -hmm. I, I thought the same thing that it would be easier this time around and maybe maybe it was just that I wanted to do something that was better than I had done last time or different than I had done last time you know I just I think having done this back to back made it difficult whereas maybe if some months had passed or something in between doing these it might it might have been easier to come up with a new idea or maybe it was just the theme itself was a little limiting just because i i had some clear pictures in my mind of of what i could take but i didn't want to do something that felt kind of obvious to me or or something that i had done before i wanted to do something kind of like I had done with the diptych the first time, really use the style and the technique to do something different and maybe try to approach a different photo style I hadn't done before. So I think just having all of that added baggage to this one made it a little more challenging and, and actually took me a lot longer to come up with an idea that I really liked and, and felt was worth taking a photo for. Yeah, because your were so amazing last time because you really kind of went for a new high <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> i really felt like this was a new way of actually doing photography <laughs> and i loved it i love the way you you put the perspective in a two different uh, direction one from above and one from the side i really i think it was so amazing so i was so i i get that i, I really get that it was hard <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> yeah i've I, I've written before, uh, I've wrote an article for toy photographers called like recovering from your best photo. And this has happened to me a few times where you take a photo and you think, oh my God, this is the best work I've ever done. Like I'm at the top of my game. I'm firing on all cylinders, you know, just everything is working. And then once you're done with that photo, then you have to go take another photo. Yeah. And so you're dealing with the, the weight of that and the pressure of yeah. topping yourself or, or continuing that same work you know and so I think maybe that happened to me this time where I was so proud of the image I did last time and had pushed myself that I felt like well what can I do now to to keep pushing and keep going in that direction I can only agree I did this I talked about that I think I talked about it in the last episode we talked to one another about this web page I have done I maybe I didn't I have done this huge photography project for work and we have a new web page and I have done all the pictures for it all the photography and for each idea that I came up with I th which I thought was amazing and bold and really great and no one actually said 
I don't I don't get it. Everybody said, yeah, oh, yeah that's amazing. That's <laughs> good. And when I, when I came to the end, I really thought everything was so amazingly good. But then they did the PowerPoint because we use a PowerPoint or keynote to I mean, use photography in those as well. And they picked one of, some of the earlier images for this project, which I did in December. And I thought, why did they choose that image? That isn't, <laughs> and I know when I, stuff, yeah. when I when I did it, I thought it was so amazing. When I saw it on the screen with everybody else in the room, I thought, why did they pick that one? That isn't <laughs> so good as the last one. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a funny thing where where people respond to your work differently, or or like a photo that you feel less uh, proud of, yeah. or or something like that? It's such a weird feeling to see like what resonates with other people, and and to have that realization it's like why 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 that one you know not why not this one because uh, yeah that's so it's so difficult because i when you really when i'm so in love with my work i really want people to pick the one i'm most found of and mm-hmm. it's usually i'm usually the most found of the image i did the last time <laughs> or the, <laughs> the last one i did it's always the best one and the next one will won't be that good but then the, maybe the one after that will be the the next best one you know yeah you, it, you never, never know. know you never never yeah. know and and the funny thing about it is you don't know when you won't like them anymore because there is right. work when you look back at it and you knew you know that you, you can remember that this was a huge success i this was not a milestone and when you look at at it today you you can't see anything good with it because you have gone further you have learned more you had new process you have a new idea and that's strange as well it is it it, I'm always kind of um, toying with the idea of either going back and retaking old photos like ideas or touching up old photos it's kind of like you know people always criticize people like George Lucas for going back and editing the Star Wars movies you know but it's like on some level I understand that you look at your old work and, and you think oh I wish I had done this or I wish this were a little bit better or I wish I had I had this kind of um, knowledge or tools when, when I had taken this old image um, do you ever think about redoing old stuff or, or are you always just kind of moving to, to the new? Sometimes I actually have tried redoing stuff that I know that I can do better or with a better technique. But then I lack some sort of feeling or some sort of edge that can be part of my lack of knowledge of the technology. Uh, when I put through this uh, series for work with all these images from 2012, I looked at it and I realized that I could do this much, much better. And I could do it hmm. with, more, with more precision, with better techniques, with better lighting. But there is something in this image. There is a feeling that I can't actually evoke today through my mm. work I can't get that feeling by putting those figures in front of my camera there is something of me that has it also has changed that I actually can't recreate by doing the image again so I have to do it with another setting or with another idea or with another feeling that I or with the same but I have to go through the emotional process to actually like the new work as well as much as I like the old one, I would say. And I think, for me, at least, my photography is 
all evolving around my feelings and where I as a person is belonging and that changes over time I get older I realize stuff I don't have the same connection towards my children as I had for five five years ago the images I do did between the stormtroopers the father and son images they are really connected to running to kindergarten in the morning trying to go fast to work and then getting back to find the kids and really being in a rush to actually be a parent and doing my mm. work and and I don't have that setting anymore I can't actually recreate it right yeah it's kind of fascinating that you're it's like you are in a different place in your life and you're kind of a different person than you were back then so it makes sense that you're the art would be different. I think that's fascinating. And, and again, something that we could totally do a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, like, we're kind of falling into that pit. Now we should go to this, the the submission from the the amazing community we have around us on Thai Photographers. Yes. I'm so blessed. I have to say that again, that people actually take part in this themes and the ideas that come through us talking over line online and recording it. <laughs> I love yeah, that. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I feel so lucky as well to have an, these amazing listeners who um, you know, are great photographers themselves and listen to what we have to say and take that in and interpret it in their own way and show us their work. I just I just think it's amazing and one of my favorite things about doing this podcast. And so, yeah, I'm excited to talk about some listener submissions. Um, wh- which one did you want to talk about first? I thought we should start with the one that came, I think, uh, Jennifer actually posted the first one. Jennifer, I can't, I can't, Torm... Tourmaline. Tourmaline. <laughs> yeah, and she was actually on a, a previous episode of the podcast. I definitely recommend people go listen to that one because I, I really love her work. Yeah, it's amazing. I really love her work as well because she, I know she wrote for the blog. You should read her blog posts as well. Yes. Those are way back, but I know that James will link to them in the show notes yes, for I will. this uh, episode so you can find and read her work and look at her work. I really love her, her her way of doing the theme of love um, because she does it in a, a diptych, obviously, <laughs> because <laughs> that was the challenge for this month. And she has picked a, kind of two, she has this toy figure of a skeleton and then she has this amazing rose, which is the flower of love. So you can really feel the love theme around just choosing the flower but it isn't a red it is a red flower it's a red rose but it isn't that crispy vivid lovely flower that you would give your lover it's more like a dried almost aged or maybe it is dried and dead uh, the flower I would say it's a dead flower yeah it's like roses that you you bought like a, a couple weeks ago yeah. and they've been sitting in the vase just kind of wilting yeah yeah and and then she lets the skeleton or the skeleton head at least in the first image it kind of lean over the rose or smell the rose or interact with the rose they are kind of lovers the dead rose rose and the dead skeleton and and the next image i really love the the way she has put the rose on the other side so you can get all the dry leaves you can always 
feel it and you can hear the the sound of when you touch the rose and it falls withers and it falls separate separates and kind of becomes dust of, of nothing it's so amazingly beautiful and it's all dark and kind of sad and also so romantic and so beautiful it's really a, a love story at its at its end her image made me think of uh, the love story between uh, Orpheus and his love of Eurydice and how he actually tries to get her back from the death it's a love love story uh, of death yeah, I love that. I didn't um, think of that story, but I think we've talked about that story before on the podcast. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah, for people that may have missed it, can you just briefly recap what, <laughs> what it's about? Yeah, Orpheus is uh, one of these Greek uh, stories about he can sing like no one else can sing. And he has this huge love for an, uh, forever Dicke, and she, I think she gets killed when people get dies in the mythology as they go to Hades but Orpheus he can't live without her so he goes down to Hades the the god of the dead uh, the underworld and he sings to him and persuades him that he should be able to take his lover uh, with every every decade back to earth and they comes to a deal where Hades says you can bring her back on one condition you can't look back upon her on the way up from the underworld before you get up to the sun you can't turn back and look at her but when you come up on the earth you can look at her and he almost gets all the way up to the ordinary life or the the living with her in her hand with him he holds her hand and then he can't he can't um, stop himself from looking back and when he looks back at her she has to go back to Hades and then he sings about his love to her all the time in the woods. Hearing you tell that story and looking at these images I totally see that that connection and I don't know if that's what Jennifer was going for but but I, I love that interpretation of these because it is such a it's so beautiful and so tragic at the same time. Yeah, if you and these are three diptychs. So if you look at the first one, you see the the skeleton kind of kissing the rose, and then the second one, he kind of is. I would say that is Eridike trying to reach Orpheus when she actually loses him when he mm. he comes up to the surface, and then they have that almost the underground, the hole where you go down in the swirl where the roses is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the third image is that the, the rose on the third one, we're looking down into the yeah. rose and it does just look like a, a pit that yeah. we're kind of sinking into. And the skeleton now is is kind of looking sad and and um, is kind of being enveloped by roses around him too. Yeah. Like he's just being encompassed by this sadness. And yeah, I, I totally see that. And the small light in the middle of the image. You can see mm -hmm. the, almost the end of that. I really love this. I, I think these are beautiful. Thank you for submitting, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you, Jennifer. These are phenomenal images. So, yeah, great work. And, and so different than anything I would have thought of to do for, for this challenge. And, and I love it. And it inspires me to, to think outside of the box a little bit more, maybe do something more in this vein instead of um, 
the the things I was thinking of. So so yeah, great job. Yeah, and I love that she mixes some sort of ordinary or an organic, like a flower with a toy, the plastic and the organic flower. I really love that. The next one I wanted to talk about was from Astrid, another previous guest on the show, um, more recent, and uh, definitely people should go check out her work and listen to that episode. Yeah, and you she will link an, uh, to that episode in the show yes. notes, won't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll link to all these things. Um, you know, we'll post all the photos on the blog post on toyphotographers.com, and I'll also link to, I think all the people we're talking about today have been on previous episodes and have written for the blog, so I'll, I'll include links to all that stuff, um, because you guys should definitely be following these amazing artists. Yeah. You should. But yeah, I love the, the photo Astrid took, the diptych that she did. It's um, yeah, obviously two photos, <laughs> uh, one on top of the other, and uh, they're Lego min- minifigures. The first one is a woman minifigure kind of laying on this half of a heart, and she looks really sad. And then the um, bottom photo is a man walking away. He's got like a backpack on, and he's walking out of frame um, in the into the distance, and he's holding the other half of the heart. And, and I love that the way that she framed these two, how we can clearly see that he's holding the left-hand side and she's holding the right-hand side so we can easily place them back together and understand that they're supposed to, you know, be together. Just all of the emotion that comes through in this image that the, the woman is being, you know, either left behind while the man is going off on an adventure or going off to work or, or to war or, or we don't know and she's worried about him and, and thinking about him and hoping he comes home and the way that he's posed is it he kind of looks like he's trying to do it stoically you know trying to force himself not to look back at you know makes me think of the myth we just talked yeah, about yeah, me too. yeah that he's kind of he he has to go do whatever he's doing and so he he can't look back and has to just go do his thing so that he he can finish it and come home so i just those emotions kind of come through to me for this image what, what did you think of this one I really, I love it. I, I, I totally love it. I love the, I, I'm not a person that likes Lego figures and the faces on them. <laughs> I have a hard <laughs> time with that. I usually try to escape that by not showing the face. But it, it makes the, me really love the face or the, the, the way they have painted this Lego figure, the woman. She seems so unhappy and I really can, she almost leans towards her heart. I really can feel how she listens to his heart bonding. She can mm. hear her, hear him and his love towards her. I really love that. I love the way that it's uh, so well done. It's so well chosen. The, the, the face. I, oh, I love the colors. I love, <laughs> I love everything. <laughs> I love the way you said about the heart that it is kind of two hearts and, and then uh, like he is so strong and he's so brave and he's kind of doing his mission i really like it i think it's amazing yeah yeah it's a great interpretation so great job astrid i could never have done this image (laughs) (laughs) i know for a fact it would never have come through my camera (laughs) (laughs) i love it that's that's what i love about astrid's work is it's so so unique and so so beautiful and so just uh, every time i see her work i'm just like uh yeah I, i i think that i wouldn't be able to to do the same thing you know she's just working on a different level than than i am you know it's just really really cool yeah she's so spot on and i really 
I'm so admiring that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that this, those, uh, that we do different type of work because otherwise it wouldn't be so fun to look at images. All right, and then uh, one more. Yeah, we have uh, the third one we were thinking about talking about is Spidey Goes Huggy. <laughs> I can't say that. Huga. <laughs> Huga. <laughs> Uh, it's a diptych <laughs> two images uh, on the one on the left hand side is uh, a color image it's with a bright yellow background with a man placed on a rock with some sort of gun or some sort of sword or maybe a rifle in his hand he's kind of looking out towards some landscape I can't really see but I can guess that it is in front of me or in front of him and there is a big kind of light you would say it's a sun and you have some sun um, lens distortion on the image it's a really amazing it's a big negative space mm-hmm. on the other side of this diptych is an image that is all blue in the background and you have this same rock or maybe the rock seems almost to connect from the rock on the left hand side and on that one sits a figure woman figure and she kind of looks down on something i'm not sure what she's looking at he's looking for her and she seems to be thinking of him in the moonlight Uh, and you have this in the spot in the in the in the top of the image that makes me think of the moonlight. I really, I really, really love this image. It's so well done. I love the jello and the blue and how they correspond to one another. It's so well well, well, well done. I, I love this on, on multiple levels because first of all, Janin was a somebody who we talked about his work Uh, last time on the podcast and he had done a diptych and he had done it not in this kind of sense of of placing the images next to each other but he kind of did the instagram carousel version where we had like two or three separate images so i like that this time around after listening to the episode he he reinterpreted the theme and did more of a traditional diptych and just knocked it out of the park (laughs) just just oh my god talk about work that i look at and it's like i just i couldn't do something like this it's just it's so amazing so beautifully lit so perfectly conceived and composited together i I love the way that the the rocks do almost meet so it does kind of look like they're they're together even though they're they're in these totally different spaces and maybe planets or 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 what at least different time time it's just daylight and night and <laughs> i really like yeah that. exactly yeah different times and, and yeah maybe they're in the same place but at a different time so they're like ships passing in the night you know like they keep missing each other even though they're longing for each other and then i love this on the um pop culture level as well just looking at the figures that he chose this is star lord and gamora from guardians of the galaxy and if anyone has seen infinity war they know that there's um, some complicated stuff that goes on with their relationship so building off of, of that knowledge too, looking at this image, I think he captures these two characters really, really well. I, I love the way the colors complement each other and show off the different moods. Like she looks more melancholy, which fits the blue light, and he looks maybe a little more hopeful, a little more like she looks more reserved because she's sitting down and it looks like she's listening to his music, the mixtape that he always has. 
Okay, I so didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he, luckily um, he posted two close-up shots, and looking at the the close-up one of her, it's like her with headphones on looking at a tape deck. So it uh, makes me think that it's the, the tape deck that we see Star-Lord yeah, using in the movies. Headphones as well. Yeah, yeah, and he's, you know, looking off in a distance a little more like, uh, you know, the the action hero looking for the, the damsel, you know what I mean? Like he looks a little more like he's more actively searching for her while she's more passively just longing for him and a little more melancholy. And I just, I love the the dual things going on here in this image. It's just so, so well done. Yeah, are they lovers? I don't remember. Are they lovers? The, the figures? Uh, yes. Yeah. I really um, yeah, they, yeah, they have a complicated uh, relationship through the movies, but yeah, we do, when we see them in Infinity War, they are together, and, and that's a big part of that story, and so I just, I love the way that he plays off of that here. And Janan, you have to print this one. You have yes. to print this one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I want to buy a print of this Me one. Me too. <laughs> I want one on my wall. I don't even know the figures. <laughs> I love the way they are set together. The jello against the blue is so amazing. Yeah, so so really, Janet, great great job. And, and great job to everybody who submitted. We got a bunch of submissions this time, so I will include all of them on the blog post. We, I can't believe we're like 40 minutes into this conversation already. I, I wish we could talk more about them and dive into everybody else's because there are just so many great interpretations and it's so fun to see people embracing this diptych technique and doing some some really unique things with it so i will include everybody's work on the blog uh thank you to everybody uh, once again for for submitting it's just it, we we really love looking at your submissions and talking about them so thank you yeah we really really love it and we are so humble and proud that you actually join us uh, every yes. month to to actually do your work and show it for us and let us talk about it thank you for that All right, so uh, you want to switch gears and talk about our images? I will, as always, let you go first and, and discuss mine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I do this Swedish podcast as well. <laughs> I do the same there. I always start. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I got this earlier today or earlier this evening, and I opened it and I thought, oh, I really love this. This is something... New. <laughs> this is something a new style from James, and I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I really love it. I, I I have to say that I say that every time. <laughs> um, but it's more even more true today because this is something I'm envious of. I would love to do this style as well. I love it. <laughs> Let me talk about the image, <laughs> not only my love for it. Um, I see a diptych, I see two images uh, next to one another. They are uh, cropped one to one, so they are actually square and together they become a landscape orientated image. And on the first image I see on the left hand side, uh, I see a small puppy and I see uh, two two figures it's two it's three legal figures in the image the puppy and then there is uh two figures sitting on some sort of bench i would say it's one that you have built in lego on the left hand side there is a male figure you can see that we 
it sh- maybe it isn't, but I read it as a male figure because he has short hair and he has some sort of trousers, and I don't know what uh, what that's called in English. Snickerbixa um, in Swedish. <laughs> uh, suspenders, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he holds his uh, right hand and embraces the figure that sits next to him, that leans towards him. And I would, in, I read that as a, a, a female figure because she has long hair into put on the head. I don't know what you call that either when you put the head. Uh, pigtails. Pigtails, yeah. Like Pippi Longstocking, <laughs> but she has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, she leans towards him and he he embraces her and they sit together on this bench and, and, the, and the dog is, or the puppy is on the side. And in the background is this yellow, amazing, beautiful sun or maybe a piece of paper or maybe you have done it in Photoshop and you had done this circle. So they seem to be sitting on this bench looking at the sunset, cozing together in the evening, having a really sweet moment. And you can see that this is an image about love because you have put, put the dog in the image and the dog is a symbol. Uh, a really long way symbol. I don't know if you knew that, but I guess you did. It's about marriage. It's about this is a newlywed couple or they have been married because this is an image about love and the dog makes it love between a man and a woman. The dog is a symbol for marriage. It's in art history. When you look at an old painting and you see a dog and there is a female and a man or maybe two men, you know that the female and one of the men is married to one another Hmm. because the dog dog always tells there is something about the marriage. And this also works in in this setting. And I really loved that detail. And then we have the second image on the right-hand side. On the left-hand side, there is a dog, but it isn't, it isn't a puppy. It's a old or a grown-up dog, maybe older. And the couple that we saw in the first image are sitting in the same place. He is embracing her, but instead of being all these, have this brown vivid colors in the hair they are he is kind of bald and have only gray hair and she has this i don't know what's that called either <laughs> when you you have a knot we, we call it that yeah, or a bun a yeah. bun <laughs> yeah she yeah. has a bun in her head and they are old and you can say you can see that by the the way their hair has become gray and they kind of love one another in the same way and they are faithful to one another because the dog also is something that we connect with faithful the, that we have the dog as the man's best friend he you can always trust the dog so you have the trust aspect by putting the dog in the in the image as well and hmm. then you have this amazing beautiful yellow sun 
behind the figures and they are sitting on the same bench and I love so much I love the yellow sun in the both the images I love the details with the puppy and the old dog and the small details that you can see the the story of a long life together of trust and marriage and happiness and they kind of sit there and you know in the first image it's seem to be looking at the horizont and the sun going down or going up and thinking about all the possibilities in the first image is mostly most likely a sunrise and in the second image is a sunset <laughs> and, and in between they have had this amazing life of long love and been faithful to another i really love the way you told this story Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was going for. Um uh, I know that maybe the imagery is a little obvious with that, but but I I'm so happy to hear your interpretation of it and and to hear how much th- those things really come through for you and just to hear, you know, your voice as you talk about this image. That's that's like exactly what I wanted the feeling for this to be. So so thank you. That that really means a lot to me. It's so sweet. I I, I l- I love the way you have put the sun in the images. I love it. I really totally, totally love it. I want Thank to you. do this image. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is, um, I'm really proud of this one. And I'm actually going to send you right now on our Skype chat a photo. Um, I wish I could take credit for the framing and the and the sun in this image. But um, this is actually, this was actually inspired by a famous painting from Norman Rockwell called uh, little spooners um. i remember we had this we had this painting in my bathroom when i was a kid like i just when i was thinking about this theme uh as i mentioned i, I was i had all these other ideas about what i wanted to do and and but i really wanted to do something new and and try something i hadn't done before and the couple days ago while thinking about like <laughs> finally being like okay we're recording on saturday i really have to take a photo this week um i i just remembered this this painting that we had in my bathroom as a kid and I'll, I'll include it on the blog post. And it's basically that I tried to recreate it as close as I could in my image. And in the Norman Rockwell painting, it's two children on a bench with a little puppy behind them. And they're gazing off into this beautiful yellow sun. And he's got his arm around her. And, and there's a, like a little fishing pole on the ground. And I almost put a fishing pole in mine, but it just cluttered the image and, and took away from what I was trying to say. Um, I don't know if, if you're a fan of Norman Rockwell's work. I, I feel like he's one of those artists that people either really like or, or they don't like. I have never um, seen but... it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, uh, I, I really like his work just for the, I guess, old-fashioned, um, you know, he would do all these watercolor paintings of, and, and I think this one came out in 1926, so just of like early, early American life yeah. and that's just kind of innocence and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, I really like his work, actually. So I was inspired by, by his painting to, to do that. a very similar thing myself. The sun I actually did do in Photoshop. I, I thought about doing a piece of paper. But I actually wanted the challenge of adding it in Photoshop myself, and and I wanted it to be a perfect circle, and I, I knew that the only way I could really get it the way I wanted it to would be to do it in Photoshop. So I did it in Photoshop, and I actually want to write a blog post pretty soon about showing a behind the scenes uh, so people can see 
Um, but then I added like this watercolor filter to it on, in Photoshop too, which kind of gives it this this painting-like quality, which, which I really like. So yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll include the original painting so people can see what I'm talking about. But uh, but yeah, that's what I was inspired by. And then I, I took that idea and thought, okay, how do I split that into a diptych? And I really wanted my diptych to show the passage of time for, for two people in love and, you know, the the idea of growing old together and being together. You know, my wife and I have been together for 13 years now. We talk all the time about what it's going to be like, you know, being old together and having this big, long life together. And um, so I wanted to kind of capture that in an image. So that's why I, I took that Norman Rockwell idea and then basically duplicated it and, and made the figures older as well in, in the second shot. Yeah, I, I can see. I, I really see how you actually have redone this painting and done it in Lego. I love the way you have put, took all the details that you didn't need to cl that would have cluttered the image. I, I get that. And you have just spotted exactly what you needed and it's so well done i love the way you have done the colors it's almost the, it's the same sun <laughs> and the, the way he's dressed and she's dressed and oh how they sit and the dog and the puppy and the dog i really like it i really think it's amazing Oh, thank you. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm really proud of it. And so I'm, I'm glad that it took me so long to get to this idea. You know, it was kind of stressful all month long, realizing oh, I got to take a take a diptych photo, I got to take a diptych photo and, and all month it, it kind of weighed over me. And then last night as I was, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, working on this one. And, and it was really fun and fulfilling to, to dive into it and to spend so much time on it. And and it's one of those things where, in the end, I'm so glad that it, it took me so long to get to this idea because it's it, it's exactly what I what I was hoping it would turn out to be, which which is always a good feeling, you know. Yeah, I love the sun, and there is another detail I really love that is his arm around her, that is kind of above or behind her, and I really love that detail. I think it's so amazing that you have have you haven't put a, a special arm you have used the actual lego arm and put it on her back i really love that detail i think that oh that that's give the image this little extra extra spark for me <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah that was uh that was fun to figure out you know how to place that perfectly and i i put some like sticky tack on his um little uh shoulder joint out of focus you know out of the shot so that it could stick to both of them and and it, it started to droop a little the more I, I was taking the photo and and so I've, I've had to kind of shoot quickly to to get these but but this was one of those rare cases where it only took me like two or three shots to to get it right you know sometimes I'll spend hours or, or hundreds of takes trying to get something and it was so gratifying to take like two photos <laughs> and walk away being like yep that's what I needed yeah you know? so. <laughs> that's the way it is when you have done all the the hard thinking in forehand <laughs> right yeah and having a you know a clear um visual that I was going for and and I I had this Norman Rockwell image up on my computer right next to me as I was setting up the scene and then when I was in Photoshop creating the sun and, and adding a little bit of the color effects and stuff, I, I put the Norman Rockwell photo in there too and kind of used it as a reference. And, and that was really fun, actually. I'd never really done that before. Um, so, so it's something I want to maybe try doing again in the future. That's amazing. I, I love it. <laughs> you gave me <laughs> you. that so extra much. level when you put that image. 
the watercolor image uh, next to it because it made me think about my when I grew up we looked at this American TV show of these children or this family that lived in the wild west in this small house I don't know the English name for it uh, oh is it um, Little House on the Prairie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah my wife loves those books and, and uh, the, yeah it's, it's a big deal over here <laughs> <laughs> and those kids kind of looked like these <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's that's very much like the Norman Rockwell aesthetic is that kind of period in American life and and, and examining that that facet you know is, is really interesting to me so I'm really happy with that yeah, you should out. be and should print it and put it on the wall <laughs> yeah this one I, I definitely am going to I, I should put it right next to my other diptych and, yeah uh, you should and just have a little you should yeah, do a lot yeah. of more diptychs James you're good at this <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'm, I'm really happy with it it's a really fun technique and something that I, you know, had never even considered doing before we had done these challenges for the podcast. But now that we have, I, I really want to do more of them. So, so thank you. But, um, but yeah, let's enough about me. Let's talk about your image. Yeah. yeah okay. Because let's I love talk yours about too. mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Your, your image is amazing. Just again, every time I open up these emails from you when we're doing these podcasts, I'm just like hit over the head with how beautiful your shots are. Um, <laughs> Thank you. As I'm like laying in bed, you know, dreading getting up for the day, I, I saw this and I was like, oh, yes, I can't wait to talk about this. So, um, so yeah, yours is a diptych, obviously. And um, you have two images side by side. Uh, they're, they're each in landscape orientation or at least maybe like an eight by ten and um, laid next to each other that make an even bigger landscape. Uh, like your previous diptychs, I like that they're a little skewed, so one is higher up than the other one. And on the left-hand side, we have this beautiful sun, maybe it's a sunset, maybe it's a sunrise in, in the top right corner, and it's, it's this big, beautiful white ball of light shining down on our subjects. And there are two Lego minifigures in the center. Um, I perceive them as a man and a woman. Uh, I also see that they're Han Solo and Princess Leia, but they don't necessarily have to be. But that's just how I see them, you know, and, and I love that you have this really beautiful, dreamy bokeh in the background, but the figures themselves are actually pretty crisp, um, which which I thought was a really nice detail. Like they're pretty much in focus and, and you can really see the, the clear lines and stuff on them. Uh, like you can see the little buns in her hair and stuff like that. I just I love how you managed to do that while still keeping the background so blurred. But these two figures looks like they're embracing looking off into the sun together it's funny how kind of just conceptually you and i have the same ideas coming into our images where we have two figures looking into the sun in the background and they're you know and that you have the same kind of motif replicated Mm. on the other side i think it's fascinating that we kind of took this Mm. a very similar visual cue but did different things with it yeah uh, and so the, yeah, yeah, it's 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 really fascinating, actually. And so the figures on the left are looking into this sun together and embracing, and she is holding up what looks like a gun, which is, which makes me question kind of what's happening. And then on the right hand side, we have uh, another just single minifigure who I perceive as Darth Vader, and it looks like he's holding and kissing a frog, uh, which knowing from your work and history just the the fairy tale aspects start coming into play for me and and then i start realizing okay well we have this symbol of of love and companionship on the left hand side and then on the right hand and and that the figures are wearing white on the left too which makes it uh, a happier kind of dreamlike quality and then on the right hand side this darth vader figure is you know 
drenched in black and he's got a cloak and a cape and and he's holding this frog and the frog and they're both uh silhouettes almost so even though you still have this beautiful light he's a, it's a little more dark on the other side and a little more melancholy and lonely and the way that he's framed how he's kind of looking towards them not looking at the sun is that he's like longingly looking at the love that they have and and thinking that he wants that for himself and so he's searching for his own you know prince or princess and kissing this frog hoping for love and, and longing for it and I, and I love that the Darth Vader image is a little bit lower than the other one which to me signifies that he's in a, he's in a lower position than they are that he is a little more down than they are like they are a little more elated because of the love that they have it's very subtle which I like um so yeah just just an amazing amazing image just so so beautiful thank you yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious about the the gun that Leia's holding on the left hand side because I like that you could have very easily just had the, the two of them embracing and then that would have you know made the the love theme come through but the gun in there makes me think of them you know it makes me think of their their war history and that they're war heroes and and maybe that has something to do with the um the Darth Vader aspect too that they're on these opposing sides and that on the left even though they are these you know warring figures they they have this this love and, and happiness that he doesn't and so what does that say about the different sides that they're fighting for and, and stuff like that um so, so yeah I'm really interested to hear your interpretation but just again the, the longer I look at your images the more questions and 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 stories come into my head. It's just, there's so much here, oh. which, which is just great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of, I, I th when I did it, I really thought about, I want her to be the one take, having the control. I don't want her to be the victim for his love or his affection. Mm. She is in control of him. And that's why I put the gun in her hand. Ah, I love that. <laughs> it's like he was the, the frog and she's the princess that, yeah. that kissed the frog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you know, an important part of why I actually want her to be in control. Because I think in many stories, a woman is kind of just uh, a second violin, the part playing for, for the man. And I want mm -hmm. she, I want her to be in control of the situation. She want, she is in control of their love. <laughs> they can't be. <laughs> Which I, I love that. That's that's such a great little detail. Uh, when I and when I did the image, I thought about uh, Darth Vader longing for their love and trying to find her, his princess, but. On the other hand, the frog as a symbol in the in the fairy tales is a symbol for for fertilization for children mm. for actually giving birth. So he is also carrying their child. And in that context, this is a story mm. about what is to come, <laughs> the new era of uh, Star Wars, even though you have never seen it in this way, in this, uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but the days. I love that. <laughs> that. That is amazing. That's far-fetched, but, <laughs> but it is. I, I think it's great. Now that, now that you say that, I totally see that coming through and, and it makes sense then why they are like the Han and Leia figures, you know, especially if you know what, what's coming in Star Wars with, with their relationship and, and their child and what that means and the connection that that child has with Darth Vader and all that stuff. It's that, that's really cool. I, I, I love that. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's, an, that's uh, the second, the, the fan fiction layer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was so difficult. I did my image two weeks or three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and um, I was out early in the morning and the sun has changed a lot since uh, January. I did this in the middle of February. So it's kind of I had to find a different light and really love the way the sun went through the image and kind of connected the two images with one another. Mm -hmm. And I fell for that part doing the diptych. So that was kind of one of the elements I really wanted to be. I wanted to try to connect them through the light as well. Yeah, I love that. And I love that the, the sun definitely carries through, but because of the way that they're framed, the sun on the left, um, kind of, it looks more like a complete half circle than the one, the one yeah. on the right is more of just like a quarter so that even though they do kind of overlap, they it's not a perfect match. So it does show that they, it's not, they're not like right next to each other or anything like that. Like they are sharing the same aesthetic but the the sun is more disconnected which i think is just really a, a cool detail and helps separate the images yeah. a little bit because i don't want it to feel like they are in the same scene even though they are in right. the same setting yeah yeah when you take this do you like um take the han and leia photo and then move the minifigures really quickly and then take the darth vader yeah. picture or did you move a okay i wasn't <laughs> sure if like you moved slightly over or, or had him uh, set up yeah you know, i always move right or... i always move i am never i'm never standing in the same position so the mm. the image why well, the the darth vader image is smaller than the leian han image is uh, a bit bigger but it's because i'm I've gone closer to to Darth Vader, so I have changed my position between the images as well because mm. I never use a tripod. I always is mm. moving around. I can never do anything. I'm I'm not a person that actually is fixed on getting everything perfect, even though I wish I were. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I, I'm one of those people that is kind of obsessed with that, and I I think I spend a lot of time stressing about little details that nobody else is really going to notice so so i think it's funny that um i i am a little bit more perfectionist side but i i love the way that i love your method as well and, and sometimes i wish that i i shot a little bit more like this than, than the way that i typically do i stress about the details as well i think it's i i think that is part of doing photography you always see your own faults I know my figures are always messy. They are full of scratches. And I wish they were perfect like everybody else's. But they aren't. And that's kind of where I come in. I'm I'm putting my stuff. <laughs> I'm just putting it down. And I'm, I'm kind of good enough. No, almost. Almost the same. It isn't. Oh, I, I'm really pleased with this one. I really like the way I got the light to work through the whole image to to make it a whole, one image so i'm really pleased with that yeah and i love the way that vader too is is not quite a silhouette and that we do see a little bit of light coming through his cape and even on his his left leg is really kind of glittery gold yeah which which is really cool it really makes me think of like how his armor would look if he was standing somewhere super reflective and you know we could see all of that stuff reflecting on his armor it just it just looks so beautiful and adds such a unique quality to to a figure that we've seen countless times it's like I've, i feel like i've never quite seen him this way so it, that's one thing i love about your figures is that they are a little more scratched up or they are a little less perfect because it adds a little bit of character and shows them in a light that we don't typically see with them yeah i think they need that as well i think they have 
have to have had a life i'm putting them in a new life yeah 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 exactly it gives them a history and 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 a backstory that we haven't seen before and that lets us kind of enter your images with with our preconceived notions of these icons but then seeing them through your lens and imagining the kind of stories that they have had in, in your universe or in your mind is is really fascinating yeah. actually thank you thank you yeah yeah i'm uh, i'm kind of pleased <laughs> yeah you should be this is these are beautiful images and and something that i would love to see framed on a wall too just just i this beautiful light that you captured is just i love all the different colors in it too yeah. um that, that there are these like oranges and reds and yellows and in the vader image and at the top corner of the the left image there is a little bit of like blue as well and maybe a little bit of green like you just have all of these beautiful colors coming through but they but it's also soft and and blended together it just is, has this beautiful gradient quality to it uh, it's actually a road in the background <laughs> that makes it <laughs> that way and so <laughs> so there isn't <laughs> so much magic to that <laughs> that's one thing i love about toy photography is that because we're working on such a small scale you can't you don't notice at all that it's a road it just looks like this beautiful pristine bokeh background yeah. you know it's just that, that's one thing i love about working on such a small scale uh, that's the best with it that you can yeah. get this ugly background backdrop to work perfectly with your images because you have such a short depth of field yeah absolutely so yeah great job i i think we uh i'm really happy with how we both did diptychs me? again this was really fun doing it twice <laughs> me too and congrats on your work as well <laughs> thank you thank you yeah I, i'm happy with how both of our images turned out and this was such a fun podcast conversation i feel like uh, we could keep talking about diptychs all, all day long and, and and our you know the other ideas that we'd come up with yeah. earlier in the show. So um, so thank you again for doing this. As far as uh, our next episode, do you have a, a theme in mind? Mm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should go for, for your idea that made you do that amazing image that you did today, kind of recreating someone else's work. Ooh, I like that idea. Especially, I've been following a lot of what's going on on uh, Brick Central. I just talked to to Anna, the the new uh, community manager over there, and, she, and her in the style of challenge, where she looks at another artist's work and kind of deconstructs it and recreates it herself. And I've been kind of wanting to do that. So, so yeah, let's do something like that. Do you want to pick someone specific, or just each of us pick someone on our own and and come to it and explain it on the podcast? What what, what would you like to? Yeah, do? that's a good one. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> I have no let's let's pick one we like <laughs> our favorite picture and remake it <laughs> yeah let's recreate someone else's image and come to come to the podcast and talk about those and maybe we could include when we send them to each other include the original uh along with the the new one yeah what, i think that would yeah i think that would help kind of frame the conversation and especially since the challenge is to recreate the work or showing the the work side by side would be would be really helpful there. So, yeah, I think we. So yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah I think it, you need to do that. So to the community that wants to join us in this challenge, the pick your favorite um, picture, photography or otherwise, and redo it with toys. 
Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I, I wish I had held back and I challenge you again then. No, this will be fun. I'll I'll pick a totally different artist and maybe maybe another style I've never done before or something like that. Just uh and it doesn't have to necessarily be like your favorite image, but maybe your favorite image from another artist or, or something like that, or your favorite artist and, and or maybe recreate something. Yeah, or your doing. favorite style. Maybe there's a some sort of uh, you like this <laughs> I don't know what to say you like this uh, <laughs> non-figurative uh, paintings and you will do that in, in, in Lego or whatever or with toys <laughs> you can yeah, go yeah, let's do it. for whatever it's a huge <laughs> one <laughs> Yeah, yeah, another big open-ended theme, but um, let's use the let's do hashtag TP recreation. Yeah, I, I like that. That, um, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, let's do that, and that'll be easy for people to to submit their images, um, upload them wherever you are on social media, whether it's Instagram, uh, MeWe, maybe Flickr. Uh, use the hashtag TP underscore recreation, and uh, tag both myself. I'm at the real James twenty three on Instagram. Christina is at Kalix Anderson. If you can't tag us wherever you upload it you could always email it to us at toyphotographypod at gmail.com and we can see them that way as well yeah and uh, i look forward to seeing what everybody picks and i I look forward to seeing what you pick christina this will be really interesting to see (laughs) uh to to see which images we decide to recreate and then why we decided to to do that so uh, i think this will be a really fun challenge and a good insight into the kind of work that we actually like viewing ourselves and and the kind of artists that we are inspired by. Yeah, so. this will be a hard one. <laughs> it will. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already kind of racking my brain about who I'm going to choose and, and which image I'm going to try to do. But um, but yeah, this is this will be a really fun one. So yeah, so we will do that. And uh, until next in time. In the meantime, <laughs> you guys can follow us at uh, toyphotographers.com. Subscribe to the show, rate us on iTunes, give us five stars to help spread the word about the show, all of that good stuff. I'll have that in the in the bumper at the end of the show in just a second. But uh, Christina, thank you so much for this this podcast episode. This was one of my favorite episodes. I think just talking to you was was so fun, and all of these images, yours and and the listener submissions. This was a really fun challenge and a great episode. So thank you so much. Thank you as well, and thank you for listening this far. <laughs> yeah, thank you everybody for for tuning in and sticking with us and being here with us this was it's it's so fun to have you guys along for the ride as well yeah absolutely thank you so until next time bye guys thank you christina bye thank you so much for listening you can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website toyphotographers.com you can subscribe to the show on itunes stitcher google play or wherever you get your podcasts We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.